Hey everyone, welcome to the Communication Coach Podcast, where I'm going to help you to create successful change through powerful and honest conversations. I am your host, Nikki Perfect. Hello everybody and welcome to episode 62 of the Communication Coach podcast and today's title is How to Deal with Christmas Challenges. It's Christmas Eve, we're just about to go into Christmas Day. Lots of you are very excited, lots of you are extremely grateful and joyful for the year that you've had and are approaching Christmas with your families and your friends, looking forward to getting together, looking forward to sharing time with your families. But it's not the same for everybody some of you I also appreciate will be very nervous about Christmas will not be appreciating it do not want to spend time with your family or friends or perhaps for other reasons it stirs up incredibly strong emotions some of you I know will have experienced loss at this time of the year perhaps even this year some of you will have experienced loss in previous years and sometimes you know if we're just having a really tough time Christmas just seems to exaggerate all of those feelings and all of those emotions. So I'm going to give you some strategies today just to help you to deal with Christmas and also to help you to understand sometimes why Christmas might end up in a particular row or an argument or an emotional conversation. So I talk a lot about values and beliefs in some of my other podcasts and Christmas, I believe, is one of those really challenging times that stirs up a lot of those belief systems, especially if you are in a relationship with somebody new, perhaps, and you're both trying to find your feet of how to spend Christmas together or with families, all of whom will have a different opinion on exactly what you should do. And, you know, when you're a child, you're brought up in a certain way. Our parents or our carers or whoever brought us up will all have their very own ways of dealing with Christmas, whether it's what you eat, when you eat, whether you go out, all of those things. And they might not necessarily sit with your new partner. They might not sit well, sorry, with your new partner or your new family, what you do, because we've all got those values and beliefs that we've been brought up with and those traditions that we hold to believe to be true and that we enjoy having. And sometimes that can cause friction when the other person in your life doesn't want to do Christmas the same way that you want to do Christmas. And if you're having perhaps the in-laws over or members of family who who you just don't really get on with for whatever reason, you know, we don't all get on with each other and that's okay. But this is just about making you self-aware enough to understand that there might be a rub. And if there is one, what you can do about it. So generally... Emotions cause a chemical reaction in the brain. So what happens is something happens. So what happens, something happens. So let me just take you through a process is what I mean. An event happens. That will trigger a reaction in your brain and it will cause you to think about things. Now, depending on how you are and your experiences and how you think about things, this will then cause an emotion. And that emotion will then cause you to behave in a specific way or to say things in a specific way and if that is a very strong emotion then it displays itself perhaps in a way that we wouldn't normally channel it perhaps in a more aggressive way or in a more an emotional way around how we respond 
And especially at Christmas, you know, it can be fraught with danger putting lots of relatives in a small space for a long period of time that don't normally spend that amount of time together. So if you can remember that the chemical reaction that those thoughts cause into your body lasts about 90 seconds. So if you can remain in a logical format, a logical brain format, or if you can grab your thoughts as you go into that emotional brain format and go, okay, 90 seconds, just give me 90 seconds. And that might mean walking out of a room or one of my favorites is a big pause button. If you can picture a big pause button. So just before you open your mouth, before engaging your brain and say all those things that you've wanted to say and if alcohol is involved, that's even more likely to happen. Then just count for 90 seconds. Take yourself away. Smile sweetly at the other person or don't say anything at all. And just let those 90 seconds pass and for that reaction to leave your body. And that will prevent you from saying something that will then cause an emotional reaction in that other person. You can even find an excuse just to pop out the room. Perhaps say you're going to go and do the washing up. Or just go and shout into a pillow upstairs or a bathroom towel if you go off into the bathroom if something is that annoying. But 90 seconds. So just hold out for that time. Recognize what's happening and just take some nice big deep breaths and walk out. So that's my first strategy. Okay, and I appreciate that's not always easy, especially if people have had a drink. Because obviously that sometimes causes people to say what's on their mind when they wouldn't normally do. And then we spark a reaction. So there's something called Batari's box, which means that your attitude affects your behavior, affects my attitude, affects my behavior. And that is exactly what it says on the tin, is that if if I'm feeling a particular way, it's going to affect the way that my behavior is. And then I'm going to get a response from you, um, probably an emotional response. And then we're going to go in a big circle until somebody breaks that and that's how arguments are generally caused. So if you can grab that thought process and just keep it inside for 90 seconds, press that pause button, that will help. Now I know for some of you, you are going to be dealing with loss, whether that is loss of someone that you've loved, who has passed away, who's died, or whether it's a loss of a relationship. And loss can be an incredibly difficult thing to deal with. And when we deal with loss or a disappointment of some sort, we go through a grieving process. Now, this is a completely natural process and it takes different people different times and you're in different stages. So if you Google the grief process, you'll see a, a, a cycle which goes through a variety of emotions. So what I always find having experienced loss in a variety of ways is that knowing that that's what you're going through doesn't necessarily help you to get through it but it helps you to recognize that you are going to go through these emotions and with Christmas is we have this perception that everybody else is with their families and their friends and having a great time and that causes us to feel a little bit more lonely so there again is that thought process so the event is Christmas day we've already experienced a loss so if we've had a loss beforehand and we wish that somebody was there at our table sharing Christmas with us which is a completely natural thing to want and then we create that thought process and think those sad thoughts that will make us feel sad so if you can recognize what the thoughts are that are making you feel sad then you can again grab them and I'm not saying that they're going to go away but you can you can be with them you can be 
at peace with them in in some respects just by acknowledging and accepting do you know what that's okay to feel why am I feeling sad oh I'm feeling sad because I've lost my dad and it's Christmas and he would have really enjoyed these things and then you can either accept those thoughts and go with the sad feelings or you can grab the thoughts and go okay he's, he's not here today but we did have him and think and and perhaps then start to think about the things that you really enjoyed about him to change the thought process now I'm not saying you should do that and it's not right that you don't feel sad not at all I'm just getting you to recognize what's going on for you and that if you can grab those thought processes then you can help yourself to either accept them as they are and just go with it or go actually I don't want to feel sad today I want to feel happy so how can I change that thought process and what can I do in my world of negotiation I remember when I went over to do the FBI course one of the um, gentlemen that was taking the course a very experienced negotiator said look you cannot control the emotions of other people the only person you can control is yourself and when you reflect on that that's very true because we we have choices but it's about being aware of what's happening in our brain and why we're having those emotions and th- and this is not easy not easy at all because it takes time and it takes practice to get to know you so all this is about is recognizing that actually christmas is coming up tomorrow and, and it's not going to be easy for everybody and some of us are going to have challenges whether it's with our family and friends because of our different beliefs and values or whether it's because we're experiencing a loss and if we can identify what we're thinking about that loss then we can identify how we react and when we can identify how we react that's when we can start to change if we want to but if you don't want to and you just want to be with those feelings that's perfectly fine as well the only thing I would say is if you do start to feel in any way shape or form about that you want to commit suicide or that it's really bringing you down then I would definitely encourage you to talk to somebody the Samaritans are available 24-7 just pick up the phone and there'll be somebody there that can listen to you so if you are having a challenge this Christmas please reach out please don't keep it to yourself there are people there that will listen to you and I know again that 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 is far easier for me to say (laughs) on a Christmas Eve in my home, surrounded by my family, looking forward to Christmas. I totally appreciate that. And sometimes it's hard to reach out. And sometimes it's hard to say, I'm struggling to get through this. I certainly know that that's one of my biggest, not weaknesses, but just one of my personality traits is that I struggle to ask for help. And we know that when we talk things through with other people, it helps us to see a different way forward. We know that's why coaching and negotiation works because sometimes when you internalize everything, it seems incredibly difficult to move forward and you can't see any other pathway than the pathway that you're in. So please reach out to other people if you do need some help. Another way of helping yourself through a challenge at Christmas is to help other people. So it's been proven that when you do act for other people or you end up helping somebody, it helps you to put things into perspective a little bit. Now, I appreciate that sometimes we're not in that frame of mind where we, you know, we don't actually (laughs) want to help people if we're feeling particularly low and in a crisis position ourselves. But if if you can, if you can find a way to perhaps visit somebody who 
is on their own or go and help at a crisis shelter or go and help to feed the homeless, wh whatever it might be, that also can help you in doing a good deed for somebody else. Uh, getting outside is another way of helping us to deal with emotions, to changing our location, changing our perspective. So if we find that we're spending a lot of time internalizing and being at home, just getting out and mixing with other people, or if you don't want to mix with other people, you just want to be uh, on your own, then getting out into the fresh air and taking some sort of deep breaths or going to somewhere new where you've never been before and taking a walk and just getting outside now that, that they might all seem obvious they might be well okay but you know how is that going to actually help me to deal with a christmas challenge so we've gone through four of those options there so let's say your christmas day is going to be particularly challenging from a family point of view so that 90 seconds press that pause button for 90 seconds take yourself out of the situation or just get away go for a walk outside because we know that being outside helps us more do something for another person showing a random act of kindness also has been proven to help us psychologically and help us to feel better about ourselves just doing that act and to reach out and speak to other people and get some help i have some people very close to me at the moment who are going through difficult times i've been using my communication skills to help them in a variety of way whether it's just to listen to what's happening to them or to help them to compose text messages or emails to people in their lives who they might be in conflict with at this time of year and I often hear people saying gosh it always seems to happen at this time of year and sometimes it feels that way sometimes it feels that around Christmas everything is just a little bit harder to deal with especially if you suddenly find yourself on your own from breaking up for a relationship or if you have lost somebody that was very dear to you especially if you lost them close to christmas it, it's incredibly hard incredibly hard to deal with those emotions so i just want to really thank you for listening to these podcasts for the last year in 2019 i hope they've helped you in some way shape or form i've certainly learned a lot by just doing them really by talking things through i don't always get it right i try and get it right but i often don't get it right i often come from an emotional perspective in fact i'll tell you a little story um as it's christmas so i'm a, a step parent i'm a step parent to meg age 13 and this christmas we are spending it uh, meg was due to be with us this christmas and we were spending it doing a community lunch for our village which we have done for the last uh, this is our second year uh, where we just invite people down to the village hall and we've been sponsored by a big company here in the UK called Morrison's. They've provided all the food and the villagers have been amazing with gifts. And then after the meal, we go into uh, Bedford, which is my local big town, and we give presents and food to the homeless. And that's something that we did last year. And I have to say, for me personally, it was a very humbling experience i've never done that before it was the first time i'm glad i did it and it's something that we wanted to do a, again this year myself and my partner and we thought it'd be a really good experience for meg to be able to do that as well uh, to just see that other people live in a s don't uh, not as well off as us i guess that 
you know, don't have the same things that we have and not to really take everything that we have in our lives for granted and to be kind to people and help other people. And she's at her dad's at the moment and she said, uh, she recently contacted us and just said, um, I want to stay at dad's on Christmas Day. And when my initial reaction, I've got to be honest, was very emotional and it was like, no, I want you here. Um, I just really would would like you to be here on Christmas Day. Now, I didn't say anything, of course. Of course I didn't say anything. That was just all, all internal. But that's, if I'm honest, my emotional gut reaction. And we talked about it as a couple. Um, then we worked out from Meg's point of view, actually, why that was. And she wants to stay with her, her granddad, who's older and who she doesn't see very often. And, w- and which is a very good thing as well. A very good thing. But, you know, you get that emotional pushback and you... You're like, well, no, I want you here. This is Christmas Day and I want you here with us. But, of course, sometimes life isn't like that. And as kids get older and they start to make their own decisions. And and ironically, we'd had a conversation last week that went along the lines of try and spend more time with your grandparents and listen to the stories that they had. Because I know that's one of the things as you get older, you suddenly realize that your your elders whether they be your grandparents or neighbours or whoever, have some amazing stories to tell about life and, and, and how their life was and the amazing things that they've done in their life. And I always am incredibly grateful listening in the coffee shop. I hear some amazing stories. I have three, four very lovely women who come in on a Sunday, every Sunday after church, and I listen to their stories. And, and wow, they've done some, gosh, they've done some incredible things. And sometimes we, I, I feel we look at old people and go, well, I see. I just see the frailty, and I see someone who can't hear me, and I see somebody who might not have all their memory faculties about them. But actually, some of the things that they've done in their life is phenomenal, and the experience that they can give you and share with you and help you out with. And I think sometimes we forget that. So ironically, that conversation happened last week, and here it is in living proof that that's what she's now doing. So whether it is, I'd like to believe that that is one of the reasons why she wants to spend time, more time with her granddad. It might be for other reasons, of course. That's all my personal belief and values. But I just thought I'd share that with you because I'm emotionally driven. I get that. I, I'm i far too sensitive sometimes. I feel what other people feel, and that can be very incredibly emotionally draining. Sometimes when you are empathetic enough that you take on the emotion, and I often do that, and I appreciate that I do that. But so I'm just telling you that to show that even when you know how everything works psychologically and you have all these tricks and tips up your sleeve, it's still very difficult when you're engaging in that emotional brain and especially around Christmas for whatever reason. So on that note, I wish you a very happy Christmas. Thank you for following me. Thank you for listening to me. Thank you for sharing your stories. I look forward to moving into 2020. I hope you do too. Take good care of yourselves, whatever you're doing. And I will speak to you soon. Hey everybody, Nikki again. Hope you enjoyed today's podcast and thank you for joining me. You can find me on social media at Nikki Comms Coach at Twitter and The Communication Coach on Facebook and thecommunicationcoach.co.uk. Please like, share and review and I look forward to speaking to you soon. (laughs) 